Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Travel Podcast, where we interview leaders from throughout the sports event industry. This is Matt Traub, Managing Editor of Sports Travel, and our guest today is Julius Robinson from Marriott. But before we begin, first a word from our sponsor. This episode of the Sports Travel Podcast is being sponsored by the Teens Conference and Expo, the world's largest gathering of sports event organizers and the destinations and suppliers that serve the sports event industry. Teams 22 will be held in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma from October 24th through the 27th, 2022. This year's conference will again feature the co-location of the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Sports Program and NGB Best Practices Seminar, as well as the annual symposium at the National Congress of State Games. For more details on everything we have planned at Teams this year, please visit teamsconference.com. And now, on to the conversation. The Women's Final Four in Minneapolis was the biggest gathering in women's college basketball since the pandemic began more than two years ago, and in the light of last year's NCAA Gender Equity Report, all eyes were on the destination to make sure that women's sports was celebrated not only on the court in the Target Center, but that the experience extended beyond the arena to every detail, including how the city and NCAA partners treated the event, including where people stayed during the weekend. Julius Robinson, the Senior Vice President and Global Brand Leader for Marriott Hotels, joined us in Minneapolis to discuss how Marriott plans for big events like the Women's Final Four, what it's like working with the NCA as its official hotel partner, what the sports event industry has meant for the hotel business the past two years, and what the one big sports event that he still would like to check off the bucket list is. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Julius Robinson, thank you for joining us today on the Sports Travel Podcast. Matt, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. What is the timeline as we sit here in Minneapolis for the Women's Final Four in preparing for an event like this? And how does it compare to other major events that your hotel chain will put on throughout the year? Oh, sure. Well, well let me first off say that we're really excited to be a partner with NCAA and Marriott Bonvoy. This is our sixth year together. And uh, we're just delighted with how the relationship has grown over the years. So pulling this off, I mean, literally it takes, you know, we started this conversation maybe a month after last year's tournament in preparing for what will happen this weekend. We've had a great weekend so far. The opportunity to bring customers together, as well as our uh, uh, enormous partners, Bonvoy members, has been terrific. And uh, similar to other events like this, what makes this unique is the opportunity for our Bonvoy members to have moments to really get together and get intimate views of what's happening in and around something as major as the Women's Final Four Tournament. What advantages does Marriott get out of the NCAA partnership, both during the men's and women's tournaments, but also beyond year-round? Sure. Well, I, I think for us, you know, the NCAA tournament is really special, but it starts with sports, right? I mean, sports has really been the opportunity coming out of the pandemic for people to have confidence to travel again. And the NCAA has really facilitated travel as well as partnerships and the excitement that goes along with travel, which is very synonymous with hotels, right? The need for people to come together, enjoy themselves in these moments has been terrific. And so we, we partner significantly with the NCAA uh, in that and in other ventures in terms of bringing people together, having confidence in their travel destinations. And when customers have travel through sports, they then feel better about traveling you know, with us on vacations or on meetings or in other places. And so the relationship certainly spans beyond just what we're here for today. How does this partnership in terms of branding compared to other sports sponsorships that you have? Yeah, well, this is one of the majors. 
I mean, we have our NCAA partnership. We also have partnership between Courtyard and the NFL. Um, but in terms of expanse, NCAA is the largest and most sophisticated partnership that we do have. I mean, our relationship spans, just to give you some context, not just around the Final Four for men's and women's, but across the NCAA, we're talking about 90 NCAA championships uh, in our partnership between Bonvoy, NCAA, uh, Turner Sports, and CBS Sports. And so it's a very, very deep and lasting relationship that we have. Obviously, for this event, NCA has been known last year to have a very, uh, they didn't call it a bubble, but it was essentially bubble tournaments. This year, obviously, COVID, the cases are dramatically different than they were in the past. You know, it's obviously a day-by-day, week-by-week situation. Sure. So how do you work with the NCA to make sure that the health and safety protocols that you have in your hotels are work with what the NCA looks for in its own protocols for its own customers, athletes, everybody? Oh, sure. I mean, those conversations started early on, especially in this environment. So we learned a lot last year. And that was during a time also when Marriott rolled out its commitment to confidence, helping people understand the protocols that we were taking. Luckily and and rightfully so, Marriott's known as um, being a trusted brand, a brand that people knows uh, is looking out for their best interest. And so we were able to talk to the NCAA about our own protocols around health and safety, talk to their experts around their protocols for health and safety. Last year, I think we had fairly well success with that. And so this year was just uh, just adding on. What did we learn? What were, what were the best practices? And then implementing those best practices for this year. When coordinating for special events like this, how much goes into making sure you have activations planned with whoever the host destination is? Because you want me people to enjoy this, the chance to stay at these at these destinations and also come back to them while staying also at a Bonvoy hotel, a courtyard, a W binary. Absolutely. Well, you know, the cities are so important because at the end of the day, you remember the city just as much as you remember your hotel that you stayed in. And so the conversations with the city started again at the same time they did with the NCAA. And let me just tell you here in Minneapolis, and I know in New Orleans as well, those cities know how to do it. They've done it before. And the experiences have been wonderful. Just getting people across the city, the way the folks here in Minneapolis have been so hospitable to everyone coming to visit. I think it's a place people will want to come back to. And we're excited given our uh, number of hotels in this market. Coming off of last year, there were well-documented inequities between the men's and women's tournaments. How detailed was the preparation as the official host partner for the NCI in things such as signage throughout all of the hotels that you have here in Minneapolis, knowing the power of social media and what one post can sometimes do in magnifying the di- any differences that would be occurring between Minneapolis and New Orleans? Sure. Well, I think for us, it was just important that we respected the wishes of the NCAA. And so we did everything in partnership with them, making sure that we had availability of signage, that we had our signage placed in all of our hotels to really show the power of the relationship. And even beyond, you know, what happened last year for us, it's really about that power with the number of hotels that we have in these markets, our Bonvoy relationship and all the many millions of Bonvoy members that we have out there to make sure that people understand we have a partnership like this with NCAA and the trust that people have both in Marriott and NCAA, I think has uh, bode well for both of us. How can you take an event like this here at the Women's Final Four and also use it into setting yourself up as a business that supports women's sports? 
obviously in the past couple of years, that has become a very huge topic throughout the sports world. Yeah, for sure. Well, I, I think it starts with our own company core values. I mean, for us, put people first is our number one core value. So we do that as best we can inside of Marriott across our associate base, uh, as well as the folks that we partner with. We also have significant goals around women leadership, around diversity, not just in our associates, but also in the partnerships and the suppliers that we work with. And so I think for us, it starts there. And um, I can tell you with confidence that the NCAA is committed to that and we're committed to our relationship with them for the long term. What are you able to use and how are you able to leverage your NCA partnership in terms of expanding business, retaining business, things of that nature? Well, when you think about the size and breadth, you know, I mentioned the 90 uh, championships that we were involved in annually with NCAA. Uh, when you think about not just the fans, but the suppliers and all of the areas that it takes to make those things come to life. Those relationships also become relationships with us because those folks also need to travel. They're also having side meetings and side conversations. And so the opportunity for us to provide a great experience to them, which then allows them when they're traveling on their own or having a meeting outside of an event like this to come back and see us just expands the, the pie for everyone. So that, that part we're very excited about. Has there been a moment during the NCAA partnership where you were able to just take a look and see like, hey, you know, we're getting a boost here out of this in this region or with this chain? I think it has to do with the events. So we significantly see uh, increases in occupancies in markets where we have major events related to NCAA for those tournaments. And then in no, with no doubt, uh, we do have a return rate of customers who likes the city, maybe didn't have an opportunity to experience it fully, uh, and they'll come back and see us, and our, our data tracks that, and so we're very happy for that. In the past two years, what has sports tourism done in terms of having an impact on the Marriott brand just overall, whether in terms of bookings, percentage of bookings, trends that you may have been seeing? Um, sports was one of the first, you know, true uh, industries, if you will, to come back to travel when everybody was very afraid to go out or not just not cautious, uh, uh, very cautious about going out. Sports was the first place that they went, whether they were taking their kids to an event, whether they were going to see their favorite college football team. It really uh, emanated around sports. And so that really helped bring people back and not just the folks who were traveling themselves, but the folks who saw the tournament on television and said, wow, I see people getting together. I see that they can get together fairly safely. Maybe I'll take my first trip. Maybe I'll bring my family to my first event. Uh, so truly the relationship that sports has uh, is paramount there. The other place I see it is around this notion of bringing people together. I mean, the beauty of sports and the travel industry is that we're both dedicated to bringing people together and also creating uh, memorable experiences. I've been talking with destinations just throughout the, the past several months, and they've said, you know, to a degree, sports saved us. Yeah. You know, obviously, Marriott, you guys are a huge brand. It's not like sport. You needed anybody to save you, per se. But sports really does seem to just, you know, kind of keep a lot of the properties going when in some spots couldn't have thought they would just go away. Certainly. Well, I, I mean, you know, we, you know, to clarity, we needed customers to save us, right? I mean, we needed our customers to come back to our hotels, to experience our outlets, to experience our food and beverage uh, outlets as well. And so, you know, through the power of our loyalty program, which is Marriott Bonvoy, we were able to market to customers, to destinations that help them feel safe. Um, as an example, one relationship between uh, return to travel with sports and hotels 
sales is the drive market. I mean, when, when things first started to come back, you really saw folks within three or four hours of their home in a car, not necessarily in an airplane, traveling again. And so sports brought people to those regional destinations. They enjoyed our hotels in those regional destinations. And so that became the start of sort of this resurgence of travel. So we're very grateful for that. In an event like this, how much staff, if any, do you bring in just on a, on, an ex, on a basis? Because obviously this is just a gigantic event. In what ways do you go or try to go as much as you can above standard operating procedure, knowing the, the breadth and the weight that an event like the Women's Final Four brings? Sure. Well, the good news is both these cities have hosted major events before. So, so we have experience in that area, whether it's through sports or conventions or things of that nature. And so it wasn't necessarily um, a need to bring people in from you know major markets outside of this area. But we did have to partner with teams, uh, meaning hotel teams, to make sure we brought the best of the best in town to help uh, deliver on the experience that we know customers would be looking for through through Marriott. How much training do you have to do before a big event in terms of yeah. the NCA? Because obviously the NCA manual is very big. Yes, it and is. They have a very you know very you know specific way in how they want things done, presented, uh, things of that nature. So do do you have to do any type of extra training with the hotel staff in that this is an event that is much different than what you would normally have? Sure, absolutely. Our hotels um, do what we call a pre-convention and post-convention analysis. And so during the pre-convention part, uh, which would be an example of NCAA Women's here in Minneapolis, extraordinary detail. But it includes partnering with the city, partnering with the police department, partnering with the health, health officials to make sure that we are not just abiding by the city's uh, engagement rules, but making sure that we're abiding by the NCAA requests. And so it's truly a team effort, and, and I think we'll be better for it as the weekend continues. As the Final Four is coming into town, what is your what do you see as your role in the overall organization that the city has to put on? Because you, you have to coordinate with departments all over the place sure. to bring in the NCA who has been here before, but it's not like they here they are here on a daily, on a weekly basis. That's right. So we try to provide the the customer perspective, right? So the, the beauty for us is we have the benefit of uh, where customers put their personal belongings, where they lay their heads to go to bed. And so we can provide a customer perspective, not just uh, from an NCAA perspective, but from meetings and conventions that we've had all year long. And so we provide that lens to the city. The city provides the lens that it needs to provide. And so I think it's that partnership that makes an experience like this feel hopefully seamless to the wonderful teams and fans that are here for this event. Going back to how sports tourism has worked and really benefited the hotel industry in the past two years, has the percentage of business that you've seen done through sports changed its role in Marriott's overall strategy or promotions, seeing as how it really has boosted the kind of the return to travel that you've been seeing throughout your property? Yeah, sure. It's a great question. Well, um, I think if you think about um, if you think about uh, sports, uh, we, we sort of look at it two different ways. You have the actual teams that are traveling 
And, you know, on a year on year basis, that that really hasn't changed. I mean, provided uh, you take COVID, the COVID years aside, uh, the same number of games and things like that are happening today that they happened two years ago, as an example. But what's different for us um, is on the leisure side. It's the fan side, the number of fans that come out to experience these games. And so I can tell you that the mix of our leisure business has increased dramatically since the uh, pandemic and sports has played a major part in that. The other thing that's played a major part in that is the amount of time people are taking. So we're finding that even when people are coming in for sporting events, they're okay now taking a day ahead of the event or two days after the event to get some time to see the city because they haven't been out in so long. Um, So I think sports provides a catalyst for people to think about their leisure trip uh, just as much. Do you see or obviously hope that those projections continue going on in the current coming months, years? So far, so good, Matt. I mean, we, you know, as I look at the numbers today, uh, we see a very strong resurgence in leisure travel. And we don't see leisure travel slowing down very much. And so we're excited to welcome our guests. We, we certainly look at our protocols a bit differently for leisure travelers versus a, a day-to-day business traveler. I think you also have this notion of people who are, um, I mentioned taking extra days, but also, you know, maybe bringing a spouse along or bringing kids along. I mean, for me personally, I'm here at the NCAA with my two children. Uh, maybe not something I would have done two years ago, but they haven't been out. We wanted them to experience something unique and different. And so it's great to bring them along and have an opportunity to do that. And so I do see people bringing friends, family, spouses, and, and extended family members to our hotels for different types of events. And I think we're going to see that for a while to come. You travel a lot. You've been to these events before. Favorite sporting event to go to? That's a great question. Um, well, uh, you know, I think it's a toss-up, uh, and, and I'll give you two examples. It's the finality for me of the sporting event. So when you think about being here for the NCAA Final Four and the four teams that are coming here with dreams of winning a, ch- winning a championship, uh, but knowing that the first time, the first uh, Friday night, two teams will fall. And then tonight, one team will fall. So the finality of that is just incredible. Uh, And I I liken it much to the Super Bowl in football, where it's one game, everything's on the line, and teams are pulling everything that they've done for the past year to make it happen. And and no matter who wins uh, this weekend, uh, all four teams are winners, in my opinion. What's your bucket list? The one event that you haven't been to so far in your life that you're like i this will be the this will be the one that tops them all yeah that's a great question you know and and fortunately for me you know almost 30 years in travel i've had an opportunity to get to some pretty cool events but you know the one thing that has eluded me so far uh is a, a heavyweight title fight and so i uh you know boxing has changed so much i don't know if we'll ever get back to those days when a heavyweight fight meant as much as it did years ago uh, but I need to find a way to get myself to a to a heavyweight fight where all the stakes are on the line. There are names that we know and people who don't even watch boxing are going to sign in just to uh, to experience that. I think being in the arena would be uh, would be pretty, uh, pr- pretty fun. Favorite boxer. Oh, my goodness. Um, current, current or historical? That's a great question. You know, I I mean, the, I have a few, but the first name that came to mind was actually Sugar Ray Leonard. Uh, maybe because uh, there wasn't too much pomp and circumstance. Uh, good man, did things the right way, uh, and, and, and won a lot of fights, put in a lot of hard work. But there's just some great boxers along, along the way. 
All right, Julius, we'll end it there. But thank you very much for joining us here at the Women's Final Four in Minneapolis. And thanks for joining us on the Sports Travel Podcast. Yeah, Matt, great to be here. We're, we're excited. And, and to get uh, to get our Bond Board members here for some once-in-a-lifetime moments where they can bid with points uh, to experience, you know, being on the court or being in the suites and, and hearing some, from some great coaches around the league has been exciting. So thanks for having me today. I appreciate it. This has been another edition of the Sports Travel Podcast. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe to our podcast on all your favorite platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Past episodes are also available at sportstravelmagazine.com, which features breaking news and in-depth features on stories related to the sports event industry. Be sure to visit us daily at sportstravelmagazine.com, at Sports Travel on Twitter and Instagram, and at Sports Travel Magazine on Facebook and LinkedIn. Until then, this is Matt Trial for Sports Travel, and thanks for listening.